HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Diageo Bar Academy. Learn more at diageobaracademy.com. That's D-I-A-G-E-O baracademy.com. This episode is brought to you by Just Egg. It's a better egg made from plants. Bring more customers in your doors with Just Egg. Start with a free sample at ju.st slash hrn. This week on Meet and 3, we're jumping into a world filled with fizz, iridescence, and deliciousness. We're talking about bubbles. It came from the air gas truck. Yeah, no, I never thought about it before that. And I think it's emerged as a bulbous tea shops, a site of Asian-American youth uh, identity building. We're called the invisible industry because these products you don't really see, but they're around us in every way, um, every day. Listen to Meet and 3 wherever you get your podcasts. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil that rhythm and blues that sound. It's gonna get you sound in the end. Welcome back to The Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Southern Teague. And I'm Greg Benson. Hey guys! Happy uh, Easter, everybody! Yeah. How's it going? Yeah, Happy Easter! I forgot, nailed it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> listen, it's uh, speakeasy. Speakeasy goes international. Greg, you're 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 virtual studioing in from Mexico. Yeah, the Greg Benson fully vaccinated world tour continues. I'm here in uh, Oaxaca, and I may never leave. It's great. <laughs> It's it's noon. I've already had two quesadillas and a beer and a delicious banana, which actually tasted like fruit and didn't taste like weird mush the way they do if you get them on the east coast of the United States. It's 90 degrees and not humid during the day and 60 degrees and cool at night. And a beer costs about 85 cents. Um, So I might do these forever from here. We're going to find a new co-host for the show yeah, after that exactly. comment. <laughs> exactly. Man. I can, I can tone it down if I'm making you jealous. Oh, no, geez. Oh, it's, it's You know, it's Easter God. Sunday. It's supposed to be like a celebratory day for a lot of people. But, you you know, tone it down a, a notch or two. Yeah. <laughs> down a little bit. I mean, the only reason we're so jealous, I'm sure, is because, you know, Damon and I were in Mexico about this time last year. Yeah. Just pre, pre-COVID, we were down in Mexico having a great time. And so we understand exactly what you're experiencing right now. Beautiful weather, uh, great people, uh, and, and lots and lots and lots of beer, mezcal, and tequila. So yeah, the jealousy is is, is boiling over. 
Absolutely, man. And it's just like, it's so, I don't know. I know we, I don't, I don't want to do two, like get vaccinated shows in a row, but it is really nice to be able to like, you know, know that this is a thing that, that we can do safely now, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm not going around making out with everybody. I'm going to, you know, wait until next year to do that. But, uh, it's, it's nice to know that some things that I really truly deeply miss, like getting to go and do something different and try things that you can never try at home is, is something that is able to be done, you know, safely and with respect to other people. And, and it's, uh, it's a, it's much more of a weight off my mind than I expected it to be. It's pretty damn awesome. Yeah. I was about to ask if it's, if it feels like a, a lifted burden. It, it does. It absolutely does. And it's, you know, and, and it's not just for me, it's not just, you know, like, oh, am I going to get sick if I do this? It's knowing that I can do this with the safety for other people around me. You know, I think as bartenders where we are, we don't get into this business if we don't care about the safety and the well-being and the happiness of other people. And knowing that I can do this without putting other people at risk is is amazing. What's <laughs> it's the, super great. What's the flip side, Greg? Uh, are you, do you feel that, uh, you know, having tr- traveled out of, out of your home place right here in New York, um, do you feel that people are side eyeing you? Like, why is this American here uh, traveling? Like, you know, what's the mass situation down there? Like, what's, um, the, what's the other side? Like, me, you know, you're vaccinated, but other people don't. So how do they feel about do you have like a t-shirt people? or something that says, I'm, I'm thinking about getting one printed, <laughs> frankly. I mean, I've, I've thought about it too. Or a hat, a hat, so you can wear it every day. You know, yeah. And just like, or get hat. get one of those like little laminated pouches on a trucker hat, and you can just put your vaccine card in there, so everybody can see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's uh, and and you know, clearly, it is a. Um, I took a photo of this the other day, but I saw a poster that was put up here in Oaxaca that said, wear your fucking mask, gringo, in English, <laughs> uh, and you know, clearly, it's something that we still have to be mindful of. You know, I still wear a mask when I'm out in public. I still, you know, make sure I wash my hands for 20 seconds, which is a lot longer than you think it is, just a public service announcement. And, you know, just 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 don't be an asshole, I guess is the thing. Like the safety measures that are in place, wherever you are, just be respectful of that and be respectful of, of other people's comfort level. And, you know, wear, wear your goddamn mask until they tell you not to, yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah. That's the best advice that I can give. Well, that's Man, great I'm advice. Looking forward, I'm looking forward to the day myself. Uh, I finally secured an appointment for myself. It's on April 12th in the middle of the day, uh, 2 o'clock, and then it's the uh, Johnson & Johnson, so it's the one-shot deal. So, you know, 14 days past that, I guess, I'll be, uh, I don't know, a day walker. Nice. Resurrected. Nice. On yeah. a day of resurrection. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, a, a zombie. Yeah. Well, the one, the one holy Bible, the first today. ever zombie novel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I wanted to, I, I, I can't, I can't keep this secret any longer because I'm really excited about this. One other thing that we are bringing back for the first time in over a year and one other advantage to, uh, being fully vaccinated and being around other fully vaccinated people is that for the first time since early March, 2020, I am live in the studio with our guest today. And I want to, I want to make this sound cause I've missed this sound so much. Shall we? Oh Yeah. Doesn't that sound great? Yeah. Don't you just love that? 
Uh, I am here with the one and only Caroline Rosen from Tales of the Cocktail. Hey, Caroline, how are you? I'm doing great. How are y'all? Caroline, so happy to have you back on the show again. So excited for Greg to be in the same room with someone in Mexico, no less. Uh, yeah, really, really glad to hear your voice. It's so great to to hear your voices. And literally, when he walked in, I think this is the first time we've met in per, or like in person or yeah. like like in a in a meaningful way. We've like passed our our paths have crossed before, and literally, like we didn't know what to do. We just like looked at each other for a second. And he finally said to me, he's like, you're a hugger, right? <laughs> went up this big bear and it was so lovely. I mean, that's literally like one of the first hugs that I've given to a friend and a human I haven't seen for a while. That's yeah, great. I know. It, it's, it's crazy. It's like, you know, and, and for the first time I was able to like, you know, I didn't, I didn't have to, to think, well, I did, I did think about it because I'm not unconditioned <laughs> from that yet, but it was one of these things where it was like, what do we, 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 we can do this, right? Yeah. Yeah, we absolutely can. It was just so nice. And yeah, it's also weird because you and I have, you know, we, we've, we've known each other, but we didn't really like talk and, and meet and have conversations and work together until the pandemic hit, right. until you were on the show a, a little over a year ago talking yeah. about Tales 2020. So I guess in a way, this is like the first new person that I've met in like a year. We were pandemic friends. Yeah, we're pandemic buddies. <laughs> Quarantine buddies. That's right. But you're hearing this story so often. I mean, across so many different uh, groups. I've had so many friends that are now just starting to meet the folks that they have met and started to work with during the pandemic. It's a wild time. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And Caroline, you packed up your gig bag and hiked out of uh, lovely New Orleans, Louisiana to move down to Mexico City to... You mentioned off air to work on growing the that market for Tales of the Cocktail. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So I actually set up shop uh, in December in Mexico City, and it's just been so amazing. I mean, obviously, I'm back in New Orleans um, and, and communicating with our team, but uh, it has been wonderful, and I'm really, really excited for some things to come. So nothing to announce yet, but I think that there are going to be some really fun things happening. And just to see the Latin American market, um, I think it is so inspiring. And we're so fortunate in the U.S. to be so close to, I mean, that's the great thing is there's such a whole new world down here. And uh, I've, I've loved exploring it and I can't wait to have all of y'all come back and visit us. Oh yeah! Uh, careful what yeah, you careful what you wish for. We'll be, uh, we'll be we'll be jumping on planes as soon as it's uh, as soon as we're as vaccinated as Greg is. Um, so let's talk uh, a little bit more about just tales of the cocktail real quickly. Just a quick recap to catch our listeners up that may not be familiar, mm-hmm. and then let's talk about what happened last year. Of course, with it kind of being uh, canceled, and what the plan is for this year. That's what I'm the most excited about. Yeah, absolutely. So last year we did our first fully digital tales conference in September. We had over 6,500 people join us across the globe and we had over a hundred countries, which is just mind blowing that we were able to really have this amazing engaged network involved. And um, for us, that was truly inspiring. And so I think that the work that we've been doing with our education committees, with our grants and philanthropy committees this year is we're really trying to make sure that we can continue to keep that connectivity as we move into this hybrid world. 
So um, we've been working behind the scenes and we're very, very excited that we are going to stick with September this year for the week of September 20th. Uh, for a hybrid tales. So this is actually going to be a way for us to gather safely in our communities across the globe. And l- let me back up a second. Our theme this year is community because we need community now more than ever. And uh, the only way we're going to rebuild is within our communities. And so come September, you'll be able to, uh, depending on which, which community you're in, Uh, go to local bars and be able to stream again the education that's live and free and then we're also encouraging our partners to do events if it's socially again this is all with the caveat that it is safe and under the cdc guidelines or the equivalent thereof in your markets and uh, be able to host events so kind of like when you go to tales and you see the schedule right Well, for New York, there will be a schedule. And for all these places that our sponsors tell us they're popping up, you're going to be able to go to your own city's tales schedule. Um, So, you know, no big hotels this year. We will be in New Orleans. We want everybody to go out and literally spend all the dollars they can in the (laughs) bars. (laughs) That is the whole goal is to inject money directly back in them. And I'm really excited to see how this takes life. I think it's going to be really interesting to see um, everyone again gathering where they can. Well, that's that's a super cool. I'd like to dive a little bit more into that, actually. Mm -hmm. So is the idea to sort of have, you know, sponsored tales events in cities around the world. So it's, you know, like you could log in from. Uh, you know, our, our, our favorite, maybe, well, maybe not Des Moines, Iowa, but say like, you know, yeah. if I'm back in Brooklyn and say, hey, you know, uh, there's, we need to have a guest from Des Moines, Iowa on the show at yeah, one point, sure. just to be fair, yeah. just, to, <laughs> just in fairness sake. But, uh, you know, it's like I could log in and say, oh, cool. Like, you know, I can make it to New Orleans this year uh, for whatever reason, either, you know, I, you know, uh, safety concerns, like, you know, I haven't been able to get vaccinated yet or like I couldn't afford it or whatever, but there is a Tales of the Cocktail event happening at a bar down the street. Is that something that's going to be feasible in, in places around? The yeah. World? Are you saying that like, yes. I can like, so Southern and I are both bar owners. Are you saying that I yeah, can yeah, do yeah, like, yeah, ask, ask the question, David, this is what I was, I was about to ask. You ready for it? I have yeah, a frozen, go, go. I have a frozen <laughs> drink machine at my bar. <laughs> <laughs> can I turn Grand Army into Aaron Rose for like a night? Is, yeah. is that oh what's... God, let's do that. We see no one's proposed that. This is you heard so it here exciting. first, folks. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes, absolutely. And and one of the things is like no one's made fuck. Sorry, I said that word. No one has That's made right. money no, this, this year. This isn't fucking fresh air. You can say whatever. <laughs> <you're doing. laughs> Thanks. Thanks, guys. I forgot about that. Um, You know, no one's made any fucking money this year. I mean, no one's like, you know, I had one partner reach out and was like, okay, like, are are we doing the big parties in New Orleans this year? And I was like, no, (laughs) we are not doing any large parties in New Orleans. There are no hotel blocks. Like what this is, is like we want all of these events to be happening in the bars across the globe. And we want industry and also consumer. Like if there's a consumer who wants to come in and have a bar special, like, We've got to figure that out, and that's for the bars to also figure out. We just want sponsors, and we want all of the industry to be able to have access to this education, celebrate what's going on in our communities, be safe, and get back out there and be together. 
So, Carolyn, I, I was going to ask. I, I don't have a frozen machine, but so Damon, Damon's going to take care of Aaron Rose. I was going to ask. Um, so, what you're? Uh, am I catching this correctly? My mm -hmm. bar could could say uh, say, oh, there's a there's a there's a there's a tail seminar about bitters, which is certainly right up my alley. Mm -hmm. We're going to grab a, a screen and host that in my bar, and people can come and enjoy that all together. So together, but apart, right? We're we're here in New York, not there in New Orleans, and maybe someone else is doing the same thing in in San Diego or or what have you. So is that what you're kind of describing? Yeah. So education is is going through the same process that it has. Um, so we're very excited. We've added a ton of people, a ton of different perspectives. Um, and we will stream that education for anyone to have free access to across the world. Now, Southern, you're a pro too. So if you would love to have a, a bitters event at your bar, which you should, which we were just telling our friends here about, we've been preaching the good word about your bar here in Mexico, just letting Thank you. you know. Oh, yes. <laughs> but no, you can absolutely have events at your bar and they can again be listed under that tails schedule for each city. So we're really just taking tails to everyone. I love it. And, um, you know, like, again, our, our goal at the end of the day is we're here to educate, advance, and support the bar community. And everyone thinks Tales is this, like, open-ended checkbook, which, I, believe me, I wish we were. <laughs> but what we can do is we can help and we can try to get people and get sponsors back into the bars. And then next year, y'all, it is going to be the most epic year ever in New Orleans. We are already starting to talk about all the big sweaty hugs that are going to happen. And it will actually be Tails' 20th year next year. Right. Oh, that's perfect. I mean, how yeah. great is that? No no chance I'm missing that. Right. I'm going to yeah, book my hotel no. now. Yeah. I, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> With all the extra money we've made from the last year, you know, let's just buy a house. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Just splurge. Treat yourself. Why not? Living in it. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, yeah, we, we've made the announcement for the dates. It's the week of September 20th. Um, there are a few more announcements coming out. We're obviously going to be discussing the Spirited Awards. And listen, they're going to look very different. <laughs> no one has been open. There is not a high-volume bar. <laughs> right. So we've been working with our co-chairs and figuring out like what is the best. You know, We want to celebrate. We want to uplift. We want to uh, make sure that... We're still acknowledging what we can within the community, but it's it's going to look very different this year. And I'm excited and I'm very fortunate that we have a group of people across the globe that are really passionate about this, that are helping us walk through it. That's amazing. I haven't seen the typical announcements for um, deadlines for seminar submissions or, or, uh, uh, or Tales Spirited Awards nominations. Have those things gone live or have I, has it already happened or is it not happening this year? <laughs> so um, for education, the, those have just closed. We had a record year with great submissions. I'm sorry you missed it, Souther. We've got to right. get uh, you somehow on. I, I'll need to like ping y'all with some updates when they're coming so y'all can plug them. <laughs> I'll start doing that for y'all. <laughs> yeah, uh, please do, Caroline. We will. I would love to. We'll you know, that. We're, we're all on the show quite big supporters and fans of, of Tales of the Cocktail and everything that it's doing for the community. So yeah, we'd love to have those updates and we'll definitely talk about them. Yeah. And then Spirited Awards, like I just said, it, we're in the process right now where we're trying to like, we're trying to navigate and make sure that with our chairs and our global co-chairs that we're really finding that balance. It is not going to look the same because it can't, it wasn't, this, it wasn't a normal year, you know? Sure. Yeah, and I understand that there's probably a little bit of tightrope walking with the notion of like, you know, do we want to be celebratory in a year that has been so damaging? But at the same time, uh, you know, 
I think you have to. You have to. You have to still look for the you know, the bright side, even in the darkest cloud, right? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be ce- celebrating, and I think um, looking towards the future. And you know, it also is crazy this year is this is the Spirited Awards 15th year, mm-hmm. so we have 15 years to also celebrate as we look at you know the changes and. Y'all have seen a lot of those changes over the years. So there are a lot of good things. There are a lot of things that were obviously very horrible and continue to be horrible, but we're going to navigate that and do the best that we can. Very cool. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, you guys are always, you know, very thoughtful and doing good work. And especially since, uh, since the Tales Foundation changed a few, changed hands a few years ago, it's the, the, the differences are, are palpable and noticeable. So like, I think we all see uh, a brighter, uh, spot that Tales of the Cocktail brings and shines on things already. Uh, and so I'm sure you're going to handle everything as best you can. Thanks. Yeah, we appreciate it. We're here for feedback. We're not perfect, but um, we try to be representative of the community. And I, I just, I, now I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I know it's not here today or tomorrow. And I know it's going to be multi-year long, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's just being in this room recording in person that's made, made me uber giddy. But yeah, no, um, I, I, I think we're I, getting there. I feel you. I'm getting a little kind of like it's it's affecting me more than I sort of expected to because, like you said, it's like we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, and even though we know it's a long way away, like we couldn't see that this time last year. No. Like in fact, this time last year, you know, we were really. I think coming to terms with the fact that, oh, it's not just going to be six weeks. It's going to be a long, long time. And for a while there, there was no comprehension of what the ending of this would even look like. And the fact that we can even have those sorts of conversations about, okay, how can we safely and responsibly transition back to make this something that is representative and, uh, you know, accessible for all. And, you know, how, how do we, how do we not just go back to normal, but build back to something better and, you know, uh, gear ourselves up for the enormous gargantuan party that's going to be Tales 2022. (laughs) Let me ask y'all something like, I mean, now that we're building back, like what is, what do y'all think? And I'm I'm literally putting y'all on the spot now, but like, what do y'all think Tales should be as we build back? Like, as you see, because you're right, like there are no rules anymore for the most part, right? Like everything has been thrown out. So what do y'all see as, what do y'all want from Tails as we build back for the next few years? Well, I mean, I think the first thing that jumps to my mind is what, what you've already described as this year's theme should be kind of the, the, the evergreen theme forever. And I think it kind of always was the undertone is community, right? What I've missed yeah. the most this past year, and I think uh, um, most of the folks who are in our field of endeavor have missed, is the ability to physically get close to one another uh so that we can you know generate those communities but also just the notion of of knowing that we're all in a field of endeavor together that have are striving towards the same goals and attitudes um you know i would like to see uh, even greater uh strives towards you know that word community yeah same here i mean like you know i think just to echo what souther was saying you know obviously we got into this industry because we love people, you know, and that's people, people really drive us and just to be able to get into that even more. I mean, that's 
there's a reason why my bar is on a corner. You know, <laughs> it's like I, it's yeah. at the crossroads. There's like all these people, you know, and it's 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 really it's very important for us. I mean, I think you know the reason why we started this show too is you know we're just trying to connect people and and ideas and information and just the more we can do with that, you know, the better, obviously. And other than that, I mean, what we really would like to see is, you know, a crystal plate in our studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something to drink. <laughs> something to drink a French seventy-five off of. <laughs> bring your bring your reusable straws. Yeah, the speakeasy always the nominee, never the winner. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> always the bridesmaid. Uh, Putting it back in the hope chest for another yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's good feedback. What about you? Anything uh, for me? I, I don't know. I've, I've, uh, I might sound like a, you know, a, a, a raving socialist here for a second, but I would like to see, I've just been thinking a lot about how, you know, about, about parts of this industry that don't work as well as they could for the people that are, further down on the totem pole, whether that's because you're just starting off or because you have one of the, you know, air quotes, unsexy jobs in a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd like to see a little bit more about, you know, um, how to really like know, know your worth and advocate for what your labor behind the bar is worth. Because we, you know, and, and I am not pointing fingers. Like, you know, I, I was complicit in the system too, because it's so, when you're in the bar world, it's so like you put your head down, you do your job, you know, you, you work, 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 work. And it's not really like anybody's forcing us to, like, I think we all do it because we like it. But I think that there's a danger there of, you know, I, I think about one time I was working in a brewery, which shall remain nameless. And, uh, a, a friend had, an, an accident, like he bumped into the keg, into a, a bright tank, which has hundreds of gallons of beer in it and spilled it and created a very dangerous situation. And the first thing that the the general manager said to him is, hey, man, I'm glad you're OK. But just so you know, that was several thousand dollars worth of beer. And I'm just like thinking like, dude, you you're the one who put this guy in a really dangerous situation. Like you're lucky nobody was really hurt. The fact that your reaction is like you know, to, to make this dude feel bad for the bottom line. And I know that's not every place, but I think that there's a lot of spots out there that are, you know, very, there's, there's this culture of, you know, put the restaurant first, put the guest first and don't necessarily uh, to, to your detriment. And I would like to see some focus on, you know, how do we build an industry that is, you know, focused on creating great businesses, creating great experiences, helping the guest have a good time, but not in a way that causes people to, you know, uh, sublimate themselves and their needs. That's something I'd really sort of like to see a focus on as we as we figure out how to put our industry back together. Sure. Of greater focus on. Uh, yeah. You know the human resource, the, the which, which we talk about a lot, right? We talk to, about sustainability yeah. in in practice, and then we also try and drive further in and say, well, you also have to be sustainable in your hiring and, and the way that you treat the people. Uh, people are are, are are very important. You know, we all we all talk about the team, 
the team is nothing without the people. So. Yeah, you know what? I just had a thought. You know, when when we do start getting back to normal, it, it would be kind of an awesome. I mean, I, I know that the Fernet Branca Barback Games has done this, but like, it'd be kind of fun to have a party that was just like to celebrate barbacks. You know? Yeah, man. Hell yeah! Because yeah. you know, like, and all of us world famous mixologists. <laughs> <laughs> we serve it, you know. That's such a good yeah. idea. Should we yeah. do that at Tails next year? I would, oh, I would love that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So this is officially put out into the world. This team of guys would like to throw this party. So any of the amazing partners that we have out there that want to make this come to life. Yeah, the speakeasy barback party. We'll 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 do we'll there do we all go. The, we'll do all the work, the three of us, and we'll 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 host the barbacks. Let's do absolutely. it. Yeah. Perfect. Sounds I'm like in. a deal. I uh, think this is officially the first party that we've planned for next year. So good. This is great, y'all. We're, we're really good. We're really good at this. That was, that was easy. Uh, we should do this more often. Uh, seems like a good time to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. We're going to come back and keep talking to Caroline Rosen about the future of Tales of the Cocktail. Global. Stay tuned. Guys, this last year uh, has been filled with so many challenges in our industry. Uh, the hospitality community has shown its resilience by adapting, pivoting, and we all hate that word, bringing forth new and innovative ideas and reinvented both guest experience and industry standards. It's been tough, man. It's been tough all over. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm excited to see that things are reemerging. Um, for instance, all the things that are going on with world class. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the, it's great to see that USBG presents world class sponsored by Diageo is, is like what we've been talking about today with Caroline with tails. It's an event that is, you know, taken the mantle of a, uh, a virtual world and really been able to run with it, you know, not taking it as an impediment and not said, oh, well, we can't do the competition anymore, but really been able to uh, make it more inclusive and, and open it up to everyone. Yeah. And, and the fun thing about, you know, what the world class has always been the, the challenges of the bartending competitions. You know, there's, you know, you're shaking on an airplane over the Atlantic, you know, things like that. So it's been yeah. kind of kind of crazy. Um, but you know, one of the challenges this year is it's called underground agriculture back to my roots, which I think is really cool because I, I think a lot of people know this. I'm actually from a very small town and I grew up as a farmer. So like, this is really cool because they get to kind of use their personal backstories and ingredients from where they're from, like as, uh, as they make these cocktails in the competition, which I think is really awesome. No, man, I love it. What, what's also really great, uh, is that because of the pandemic, uh, you know, just like tales of the cocktail, we've been talking, they've kind of had to move their thing to a digital world, which then suddenly allows more people in you know when i competed at world class only you know maybe a handful of 50 or less than 100 people got to come in and actually watch but now you can watch uh it's pretty easy to do you can watch live all of the uh, things that are happening with world class uh, uh on their main stage view which is on um their website uh which is uh um diageo bar academy.com that's d-i-a-g-e-o baracademy.com uh, and you can go register it's absolutely free there's tons of education there uh, that's going to be evergreen so you can watch it on demand or watch it live uh, it's pretty incredible 
Absolutely. I mean, the one the one that I'm most looking forward to is the uh, Batched and Ready to Go competition, which is a competition for to-go cocktails, because that's been, you know, I, 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 I really enjoyed the summer of to-go cocktails, but it's always kind of a drag when you get, you know, a really amazing tiki drink and then you get it home and, it's, and it hasn't been able to travel well. So it's not only who can create a super dope drink, but make it so that it still tastes good when you walk half an hour through heavy foot traffic in July to get back to your air conditioned apartment to sip on it. I think that's going to be super cool. I'm excited to see what comes of that. Well, you know, yeah, the, I mean, the solution it, to that it, is just drink it outside <laughs> of the bar. Well, 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 obviously, but if you have one, you've got your walking cocktail sure. and then you've got your back in your apartment cocktail. So how do you right. get that second one to, st- to keep and stay fresh? Sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We all need to. I mean, I, I love all the competitions uh, uh, in inside of World Class. My favorite, of course, uh, and I think it's a fan favorite, is the speed round. And again, uh, in the past, so few people have been able to be there in person to watch it happen. And it is incredible. The intensity of the bar t- tenders during that competition is just over the top. Uh, and now to have the speed round be something you can view again live, which is just incredible, or on demand. It's, it's. I think it's. I think this is. Uh, you know, again, I'm going to Damon Bolte the thing again. This is the silver lining uh, to the to the dark cloud of the pandemic. Is that this information is now going to be more accessible to everyone all over the world. So world class, really, really coming at us. Absolutely, man. And uh, what was the what was the uh, what was that URL again? You've you've got it pulled up in front of you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's diageobaracademy.com. That's D-I-A-G-E-O baracademy.com. Go register for free and check it out. Awesome. See you there from my couch, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Just Egg. You can't have plant-based breakfast without a plant-based egg. Just Egg is now the fastest growing egg brand in the United States. Bring more plant-based customers in your doors with easy-to-use Just Egg. You can start with a free sample. Just head to ju.st hrn. Made from plants, Just Egg is a better egg for you and for the planet. It's healthier with no cholesterol and less saturated fat. And it's more sustainable. Just Egg uses less water and generates fewer carbon emissions. Most importantly, it's delicious. For our listeners who operate a food service establishment, you can get a sample for free. Head to ju.st forward slash hrn. Just Egg makes a delicious plant-based addition to any menu. It's available as a liquid scramble, great for omelets, frittatas, stir fries, and French toast. There's also a frozen pre-baked folded version that's idea for filling breakfast sandwiches or topping salads. Chef Jose Andreas calls Just Egg mind-blowing, and Bon Appetit says it's so good I feel guilty eating it. Put the fastest-growing egg brand on your menu. Get a free sample of Just Egg for your restaurant at ju.st forward slash hrn. And we are back. You were listening to The Speakeasy on Heritage Radio Network. Today I am live in person, just a few feet away from my also fully vaccinated friend, Caroline Rosen from Tales of the Cocktail, uh, talking about what what that's going to look like. We can we can actually meet face to face again. It's such a new concept that that it's um, taking some time to, to sort of wrap our head around and, you know, f- figure out how to bring people back into 
the the super busy, super party, incredibly social atmosphere that is not just tales, but really like all festivals. And we were uh, talking a little bit about the hybrid model. But one thing I I, I wanted to ask is um, what what is going to happen at Tales's hometown? What is New Orleans going to look like uh, on the weekend of September 20th of this year? Yeah, I mean, we're right now planning that. I mean, our, our goal is we're going to have a toast to Tales like we always do to kick off Tales. Um, and then we plan on streaming some of the education, maybe having some of the education live and being able to record it live so we can stream at other places. But focusing on those bars and restaurants that need us in there. So our goal is to be out and about and uh, make sure, and I continue to say this caveat because I don't know when we can stop saying it, and I want to make sure everyone knows that we are out and to the, that we are following all the guidelines, but that we're being supportive. (laughs) So, (laughs) So if we can have an event, and we've already had a few partners say, hey, we want to do X, Y, and Z, um, at, you know, Jewel of the South or, you know, we all want a French Frozen 75. There, there are a few different things on, on the horizon right now, but there will be a whole schedule. So everyone will be able to know what we're doing in New Orleans. And then again, hopefully know what we're doing in lots of other places across the globe. I mean, this must be just an incredible challenge. The festival itself already has so many moving parts just on, in general in a quote unquote normal time. Uh, and then now you're having now you're having to plan things with um, with the knowledge that every single day the parameters around which you've built the plan may change a bit. That's got to be quite the challenge for you and the team. <laughs> that was one thing that we were talking about um, earlier. Was you know we, we legitimately have plans A through F, <laughs> 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 and those are at least every single. I mean now when you're planning events when you're bringing together not just a local and national, but an international community. I mean, there's so many different things to think about. And um, we are very lucky to have a team that is very passionate about this community and making sure that we can um, service our community the best way possible. And uh, we're all committed to, to getting people back out to bars. And supporting those bartenders that need our dollars now. (laughs) Absolutely. It must be pretty crazy because, like, you know, I know that a lot of, I guess I haven't really considered, like, a a large organization, like, a kind of conference like Tales in this equation. But, like, when I think about, like, next business moves, like, what am I going to do next? What's what's my next business going to look like? I've also planned A through F. You know, like, will this work as a retail only business like whenever if there's another shutdown you know all these different things so yeah and but like like the guy said you know like this is a lot more moving parts you're looking at a whole city you know yeah and you're looking at you know everything from awards which has you know like we said the spirited awards are gonna look different this year to like education to working with our brands to supporting the bars and so there's a lot of different facets but you know one of the things that I am most excited that has come out of this is literally last year when we made education free and we put it online and we saw the people that were watching it I was like that will forever change our model. Like, yes, you you can still, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen with seminars in New Orleans. Yes, we'll still have them, of course, 
Will there be some type of donation? I'm sure, but we will always have them streamable and free online. Because that's, that's incredible. I, I love that. I think uh, if I could just throw in my two cents, I think that yeah, come on. it would be, <laughs> I think it would be behoovent to still have some sort of price tag on the live yeah. on the in person live seminars because that uh, creates a commitment on the ticket holder. Um, you know, if it's just free, I think you'll either have you know more people than than can get in. Uh, wanting to get in, or you'll have um, yeah. people getting the ticket and then not showing up. You're exactly right. Yeah, but it, to it, be it, it sort of creates accountability. Sure. Yeah, and, you know, and having skin in the game, and we honestly haven't even thought to that for next year. But you know, just to have it online, think about how many. I mean, you've done so many great seminars, Souther, and like you, like, yep. to, and to have those actually archived, and, and it was something we just did. I mean, it was like hard to do before and listen it's not it might not be the best quality ever I, I can't commit to that but like we will have information for people and I think that that's one of the interesting things for our our model as we move forward yeah I was just even thinking it's, like with like Souther said and you said you know even with like a, just a suggested donation at the door yeah. at the yeah. at the live seminar I mean it's a yeah. bunch of bartenders and bar people, and we tip like assholes. So even if you said that it was like, <laughs> you know, if you, if you suggested that it was a $5 donation, you're going to get a lot of 20s, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, agreed. Agreed. Same, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think everything's on the table now. You know, there there is no, like, we're co- I'm coming back to this, and, you know, I have a wonderful counterpart, um, Eileen, who's our CEO, and we're just trying to think of this because the world's different now. Sure. You know, it is. Yeah, and, and in, in a positive way, I think. I think the difference, yeah, the absolutely. Di- the difference is good. Um, you spoke a little bit in the first half about uh, how many countries you said were involved in this past year. Uh, yeah. Over 100, I think you said. Yeah, over a hundred countries were around the globe tuned in, and now when you, it wasn't. When you ahead. say that, do you? Uh, I'm sure you have the data of previous years. Is that mm-hmm. a higher number than normally actually physically attend? Oh um, yes, okay. absolutely, absolutely. We we've never had a hundred countries physically present at tails. I mean, it's tough to get to New Orleans, yeah. <laughs> you know? and yeah. it's a price tag. And just what we saw from the continent of Africa, especially in Asia. I mean, those are places that are just you know really tough. And even as we look in Latin American city country uh, countries across Latin America, it's really difficult to get a visa to go to the U.S. and expensive. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. I was really my mind was blown with those stats and. Right. So that's. Sorry, seems, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, that's fine. So that seems you're excited, and I'm excited too. That seems like such a great way uh, for tales to become bigger, uh, to reach even more people. Um, of course, you know everyone's still going to want to come and experience it live when when that's safe and available. Uh, but if they can't, due to whatever reason, distance, time off of work, uh, cost, uh, visas, as you just mentioned, there's plenty of hurdles to overcome. If they can still have the experience and get the knowledge, then then we're we're we're, we're you know we're fighting those great battles and we're winning them by getting the education out to people and and maybe making things uh, uh, you know more uh, leveling the playing field. Absolutely. I mean, it. I am so excited because I think with this model as well, we will start seeing, you know, seminars even at tales that are in a different language, seminars that um, we, we can put subtitles to now as they go on this evergreen platform. Yeah. I mean, I just think it opens up a whole new world. And I am one of, uh, I'm an American that speaks English and I'm desperately trying to learn to speak Spanish. And it's just 
I have been, my mind has been opened up to so many different things here and so many different people that have this knowledge, but that language is a barrier. And I think through some of these new techniques, we may be able to, uh, to take that barrier away because not all of us can learn Spanish. I, y'all, I'm trying. I'm still not great at it. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm, I'm well, really made- good at saying I only speak a little bit of Spanish in Spanish. I've yeah. got that phrase <laughs> down. Well, you've you've done you've made a huge first move by literally immersing yourself and moving to to to, to Mexico. So I'm sure it'll. You, I, th- I think you'll surprise yourself at how quickly it comes on. Yeah, I'm I'm excited and I can't wait to have y'all down here. I think this time next year maybe everyone is in Mexico. Yeah, Should this become yeah. a yearly thing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but state, I do, state of the tales of the cocktail with Caroline Rosen. That's right. But I do love this idea of being able to. I hadn't even considered. I was just thinking, yeah, of course, now I'm in Russia. I can get a hold of the uh, the live stream and or the archived version and watch it at, on demand. But then, yes, yeah, subtitles in Russian, subtitles in Japanese. Uh, yeah. So the, the knowledge is just really getting out there. And that's going to be, I'm certain, another technical, technological hurdle to overcome, but one that's surely surmountable. This is going to, I think, be a forced, uh, you know, a lot of things have been forced on all of us in the past year. But this is going to be a forced change that is going to, I think, be massively impactful. Agreed. Agreed. Do you remember, like, like maybe fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, when you would go to, like, New York City, for instance? If you didn't live there, you'd visit there, and you you'd have to find those little speakeasies, and like, if somebody actually had like a properly made, you know, Manhattan or or crazy, even crazier, a Negroni on the menu. You know, it was it, <laughs> right. it was like a crazy time, right? And then like, then you would start seeing like places like where I'm from, Oklahoma City. Like you would see like a like we were on tour one time in, in our band, and we we played a show back in in Oklahoma City, and there was like a cocktail bar, like a real cocktail bar, and we I was like blown away. I, I like you know, I kind of snuck away from the group to go like just have a cocktail in my like hometown, like it. it it was like an amazing move. But then like what you were saying about all this attendance of all these countries, it's so amazing to like, think about, I mean, Southern remember like a few years ago when we got the numbers for the show and we started seeing where people were tuning in from and we had yeah, like, it was a shock. We one, were shocked. We were shocked. <laughs> it was over 65 countries. And one of them was like Zambia. And I was like, dude, yeah. somebody's yeah. listening in Zambia and they're like interested in Cox. Like, it's so amazing that, this industry has grown in such, honestly, just a, a blip on the timeline, uh, you know, to where the opportunities out there to not only be in this industry have grown exponentially, but even just as an enthusiast to be able to go to Des Moines <laughs> and, yeah. and, and not only have to find the speakeasy, but like go into just like a cool restaurant bar and like they'll have a full-on cocktail program. It's like, it's, it's really impressive, right? I mean, like, right, yeah, Sucker, think, he was, he was a, a veteran. <laughs> and I totally, I, yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. And I think, uh, you know, what it is, is if, is, let's use the show, for example, or, or Tales of the Cocktail, like you just said, more countries were involved this year than, than ever before. I think that's because what you first have to understand is maybe you're finally reaching someone somewhere who is interested. Right. But what you're also right. what you're also inadvertently reaching are people who didn't know they were interested and they become interested, mm-hmm. right? So we got that one listener in, in 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 you know Zambia or whatever, but maybe you know then he tunes somebody else into it and they're like, I never even this wasn't even on my radar, and now it is, 
right? So like that's how it grows. And I think uh, I think you're totally are you, right. Are, you, know, are you trying to say community? Community again? Yeah, it's a community. <laughs> it's a community. Yeah. It's uh, not a bad theme for a cocktail festival. Yeah, <laughs> I think, I think you're onto something. You got the tiger by the tail. <laughs> But yeah, so, I absolutely agree with what you're saying. I mean, like it's it's there's a lot of organic growth and enthusiasm yeah. in what we're doing, right? Yeah, right. Of course, there already are the the folks like us, the nerds, the total immersion enthusiasts. Then there are you know the casual ones, and then I really do think that there are folks out there who are like, yeah, drink beer because that's what there is. And then you say, oh, no, like try this. This is called a Negroni, and they're like, what is this? You've just turned my world upside down, and now I have to know more. You know, and if they didn't even know that it was, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, as soon as you get exposed to something, you can decide that if that's for you or not for you. But you don't have any clue if you're not even exposed. Isn't right? it also interesting to think that like we're going to be like the old man, old men, and ladies? Like, well, back in my day, you had to walk, you know, ten miles <laughs> through the snow to uh, <laughs> to, yeah. to find a decent cocktail. <laughs> you know. I mean, David, it wasn't that long ago that I remember having to travel. You know, and walk through the snow to find a bottle of Regan's bitters. Oh, sure. Yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. it was a hard thing to locate. I, you know, when when Whisk started carrying it in Brooklyn, I was like, oh, thank God, so much closer. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> like what a huge change of the game that was to be able to be like, oh, I'm only I'm only a mile away from a bottle of bitters. <laughs> you know, <Yep. laughs> and that's that's within the last twelve years. So yeah, the you know the scene is changing, and it's because of uh, you know well. Frankly, it's because of things like Tales of the Cocktail. And again, yep. man, if we can, if we want to try and Damon Bolte this by silver lining it, man, the pandemic made Tales reach more people and is encouraging more people to take interest in and in, hey, be a part of it. Silver's so learning. He's learning how to sing. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. It's it an took Easter a, miracle. It took a global yeah. pandemic for Souther to <laughs> find <laughs> Easter miracle, yeah. Wow. Caroline, if you're not aware, uh, I'm typically the dark cloud where Damon Bolte plays the the, the, the part of silver lining. Um, but they have taken on his, his, his mantle. I love it. I love it. Inspired by you down there in Mexico. Um, so uh, you can't talk too much about what's going on down there, you say, or uh, the plans, but, but happy to know that you're expanding into Latin America. And I assume elsewhere right if you're there does that mean that someone's in i don't know scotland and someone's in japan <laughs> not yet not yet no i this is such a great market and it is you know i'm able to work so closely with our team that's in the u.s still but i think that there is there is growth to come and i know that we want to continue to grow in a really thoughtful and meaningful way and uh, i'm excited to see what the next few years bring us it was a, a tough year, year and a half for a lot of people that are listening to this. And I think that, you know, we can all look forward to, um, we can all look forward now. I mean, that's well put. Uh, speaking of looking forward, then how can the listener get a hold of information regarding Tales of the Cocktail? Absolutely. You can go to our website, which is being updated with some of this information in the next couple of weeks at talesofthecocktail.org. Or you could follow us on any of the social media platforms. Instagram is pretty active. It's tales underscore of underscore the underscore cocktail. Ah, every time I have to do that. Um, uh, let's tales of the cocktail underscore in between each word. There you go. Thank you, Souther. You are just 
you're you're full of beams and great information tonight. So today, I love it. I Whatever love it, it is, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's great, and people are gonna uh, definitely tune in and uh, be able to now uh, maybe live stream or on demand check out seminars and uh, maybe even parties and hopefully we'll have parties at our bars damon and i and bars all over the world where we can yeah. uh, include people and get them to come in and be a part of tales of the cocktail even if they don't get to go to new orleans this year or or maybe never have been and maybe that'll yeah. encourage them maybe that'll encourage them to go in the future uh, because we all des- desperately want to get back to tales in in the new orleans proper to you know celebrate and, uh, and support one another in person yeah. uh, when that's finally safe yeah i mean easter sunday would what a great day to be in the backyard of Bacchanal. You know what I mean? Just crushing uh, a bunch of rosé. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm having I'm having withdrawals right now. Yeah. Yeah, we all Same. Are. I never remember. I, like I can never remember leaving Dales because they usually leave on Sunday night after <laughs> Bacchanal all day, rosé all day. Yeah, rosé all day <laughs> on a plane, sleep it off on the way home. Yep. Yeah. But I kind of need that because, like, I I just never want to leave, you know. And that's right. Got to like, (laughs) got to distract yourself somehow to get yourself out of that city. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How many how many suitcases are at Bacchanal on Sunday? Right. Literally literally (laughs) go there with suitcase in hand. Suitcase in hand to get a few uh, last high fives and hugs and some wine and some snacks and then off and live music. Let's not forget live music. Oh, live music, of course, of course, man. One of the things I'm missing. The most about this past year is being in rooms with live music, yeah. uh, and, and also you know feeling for my, uh, my, my colleagues that, who are in the in the field of being entertainment. You know, like we've suffered for sure, but they've suffered I think even more. You know, for, stuff is sure. com- completely still shut down. Well, Carolyn, what a pleasure to have you on again, and thank you for catching us up on what's going on with Tales of the Cocktail this year. We're going to be uh, looking forward to it with excited uh, anticipation as you cycle through uh, plans A through F. Um, hopefully, if you're at F right now, hopefully you can continue to back it up and get all the way to plan A by then uh, if things uh, look, look better for the for the state of the pandemic. Um, Absolutely. We'll get to enjoy all the hard work and the fruits of your labor uh, again this year. Um, but certainly we're anticipatory for being back in New Orleans next year. But a real pleasure to have you on. Thanks for taking the time down there in Mexico. And and also super jealous of you being down there for a year. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, y'all are all more than welcome anytime. And thank y'all for having me on. It is always such a delight to chat with y'all. I love listening. And thank you for all that you do. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Well, that's it for this week's episode of The Speakeasy. Uh, Happy Easter, everybody. Uh, And uh, we look forward to... Uh, seeing you in our bars as soon as we as soon as everything is safe uh, as everybody gets further and further down the vaccination road so cheers everybody cheers so you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load knows that country music's gonna save your soul the the speakeasy is powered by simplecast thanks for listening to heritage radio network Food Radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to learn more about our 10-year anniversary celebration happening all year long, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com forward slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows that you like. Tell your friends. And please, 
Join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.